topics that people or stories, NBA stories that should be talked about. Right. So the first one I want to get into is kind of a combo. First one, and the storyline or the headline for this top, first topic is James Harden is scoring, excuse me, 38 points a game. <laughs> no big surprise to me. But he probably shoots the ball 30 times to get those 38 points. I'm just joking about that. I'm not sure how many times. But I'm sure he takes a high volume of shots during games. (laughs) But, again, I say, like I said, when he was in OKC, even with KD and Russi, when he finally went to Houston by himself and then he got Chris Paul there as well. I also said, and I still to this day say that, his style of offense in today's NBA, he will not win the championship. There won't be any championships in Houston while he's there. Um, they don't play enough defense. They don't get enough from their supporting cast. And I say that to say this because if you look at any box score, James Harden is averaging 20-plus shots a night. I, I don't even have to look at it to he's tell you that. He's averaging 38 points, they said, so... There's no way he's getting that, okay? And the majority of those are three-point shots. Yeah, back, step back, step okay. back all the time. Step, um, step back. Here it says Harden has made 203 free throws out of 241 tries in 17 games. The entire Pacers team has made 223 free throws in 16 games. He scored 645 points. The next most is Giannis. They fell 29. But they played the same number of games, though Harden has played 74 more minutes. So his shot chart, I'm looking at right now, I wish I could show it to you, is outrageous, uh, the amount of three-pointers that he takes. It's crazy. So him averaging that 38, it is what it is. you know. But again, they don't play enough defense for me. They don't get enough of the other people involved. It's the coach's fault. And they will not win the championship with that style of play. It's not not going to happen. You know? So, building on that, I look at his new teammate, an old friend Mm -hmm. from OKC, Russell Westbrook, Mm -hmm. who used to be the triple-double machine. Mm -hmm. Okay? Right now, Russell Westbrook is scoring 22 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists. Right. But that doesn't tell the full story. It's brutal. He's been awful shooting. 41%. The worst accuracy since his rookie season. Mm -hmm. He's making a miserable 23% from three-point land. He's not getting enough shots. I told people in the beginning when they made this trade, when they made this move, that I didn't think it was going to work. They coexisted in OKC. Because James Harden came off of the bench. Mm-hmm. That at that particular moment, at that particular time, no, at that particular time, that role was good for him because he had the green light with the second and team. Then, I mean, yeah, some people probably he's so good they probably forgot all about him coming off the no. bench. And he could blend in. Well, he showed that he could be a star anyway yeah, when that. he came off the bench. Yeah. He blend he could blend in with, with 
what was going on with the starters right. when he played with the starters. Yeah. But when he was with that second unit, he led that second unit in OKC. He had the green light. Yeah, he did. And that's what got him to Starter. be the star that he is in Houston. Right. <laughs> but, again, that style of play not work. It is not – going to get you a championship yeah, which is all these guys ultimate team right. ultimate uh you know accomplishment right i mean russie plays d but i think Sometimes. at some point he plays more d than hard no, at some he point does. Yeah. you know he's going to end up being frustrated like, come on, because man. of the, the shot selection the number of shots the quantity of shots if you will and it's crazy because he holds the ball all the time you got two guys that the need the ball to succeed yeah. so it's tough it's only one ball and like i said i don't think this was a good match i don't think it was a good pairing at this level because they're both starters now and they play, if you? they were mm-hmm. in a position where one of them could be the sixth man and run the second unit and play along with some starters at moments It'll work. it would work a lot better right than it would be right now. I agree, like OKC. Yeah. So, you know, when back in OKC, it worked a little bit. And KD there's, there. yeah, there, it was a thing there. But, you know, how we all know how that played out, how that uh, story came to an end. So, you know, now the second one, the next story is, I'm going to divert a little bit. My next story, I'm going to talk about the LA Clippers. And Frank over there, he made that. He, listen. Yeah, you know it's so, that's a that's a problem with that team. I'm gonna tell you right now. What what do you mean it's a problem with that team? It's not a problem, problem, but something's not right. I don't know. Maybe they, um, what, what's not right? I don't know. Just something funny. I mean, they, didn't they lose? What? They lost to who? They lost lose to the. What's not right? No, I mean Quad. They playing ball. Paul George came back. They playing okay now, but something funny about it. I don't know. Well, what's I don't understand what you mean. What's funny? He's taking days off. They that's that low that management. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, the yeah. whole NBA now. So okay. you can't say that that's not funny um, for them. Everybody's doing that. But I'm still trying to figure out what do you mean? Is there something wrong? What's funny with um, them? I personally think they're, they're scary. I don't think they're going to win it their first year together. Right. Because it takes a lot. And I said the same thing. I said the same thing with Wade, when Dwayne Wade, I mean, when LeBron James went down to Miami with D Wade. And Chris Bros came along. I told a bunch of people that they wouldn't win it in their first year, yeah. and they didn't. You believe in it? And coach? yeah, I believe in Doc Rivers. Yeah, he won a championship, so I definitely believe. But I believe in him because he's somewhat of a player's coach, and he has the knowledge and the mentality. He was an NBA player. Right. He's a really good NBA player, so he understands and he knows. Yeah. I just personally think that the LA Clippers are extremely scary or let me just say they can become extremely scary mm-hmm. and, and the reason I say that and I say can be because of the low management issues and everything that's going on with the NBA now which I hate Still, yeah. but the reason I think that they can be scary is the fact that their two superstars the have a uniqueness about them right. that not many current combination of stars has right now right. and not many arguably not many combination of stars have had for a little bit yeah you saying yep yeah, but i haven't even told you what what i'm referring to right, right. now right. 
what I'm saying is, both of these guys, they're two stars, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, can go on the offensive end. Almost at any given moment, they can get whatever shot they want. And they can do, they can work all three phases of the offense. They can shoot on the wing, they can dribble, and they can post up. The problem that makes them, that can make them scary is they have the energy and the wherewithal to play offense and play just as hard, if not harder, on the defensive end. We know that. So that in itself, in my opinion, gives them that possible scary factor. Along with the other guys that they have on their team that were the role players that also can dig in on defense and and can score. Larry Hughes, not Larry Hughes. Larry Hughes is not in the league. Not Larry Hughes. Let me me, see me a second. Montrez Harrell. A man, grown man, plays defense, does the dirty work. These are all the pieces that you need to win the championship, okay? They have some shooting, but like I said, Montrez Harrell, another guy that doesn't mind getting his hands dirty playing defense. Mm-hmm. Point guard, Patrick Beverly, yeah. can score, along with Montrez Harrell, can yeah. score when he can. Plays D. Patrick Beverly digs in as a warrior on the defensive end. Has shown that before Kawhi got there, before Paul got there. Six ultimate six man, Lou Williams. Lou Williams, that's, that's my fault. Yeah. yeah. Who can come in and get you buckets. So they can have moments of games when they have three bona fide scorers on the court at the same time. <laughs> And, and 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 I'm looking at, at like at a roster. I'm thinking in my head that as moments where combinations they could have on the court, mm-hmm. they could have these guys, these five guys that I just mentioned: Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Montrezl Harrell, Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly. So in that, just that five, that group right there. No, not saying it does. It's going to happen or whatever. But just going through hypotheticals and scenarios and trying to give you my reasons and proving my reasons why I think they can be scary or how I think they can be scary. Mm-hmm. You've got, again, like I said, Montrez Sorrell, mm-hmm. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly. you got four guys that are going to dig deep and grind out, get in your face, get under your skin, in your jersey, as we like to say, on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. Then you flip that and you've got three bona fide scores yeah, the who can score the they can do it all yeah. and i'm referring to paul Kawhi, right. and lou yeah. patrick beverly's no slouch on offense no slouch on the offensive end because he can score he can hit three. He, you one, know like montrez harrell mm-hmm. can get you some buckets right. in the flow of the offense but with that just that and that's probably not even their starting five right. but that five right there that unit can be extremely, extremely scary for a lot of teams. No, I still think the Sixers have arguably the best starting lineup, starting five in the league on paper. I still think that. No. Because I'm not 100% sure who the Clippers starting starting five actually is because I know Lou Williams just comes off the bench. So I would have to see him. But arguably, you know, I, I still think that 
you know, like I said, cur- and I said on paper to back myself up because I'm not saying that they're definitely the best, you know, but I think they have. And what I say, and when I say that on paper, I mean, I say that because of their length. They got that length all at all five positions. Yeah, all five positions, they got that length, you know, so that's length on the block and length on the wings, which they need. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, that, that could be a formidable, formidable um, opponent for a lot of teams. But again, Getting back to the Clippers, yeah. like it, it's crazy that they could be extremely, extremely scary yeah. in a lot of moments because of so many things that those guys can do on Conference both ends of the East. floor. Uh, I think, I think they may end up in. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, it, it's like I said, like I told you over the summer, and me and Baldy told you when we were all here together a couple of weeks ago. Right. It's going to be tough for both of them. And like I said, I'm not just giving them. I'm not giving them the number one seed and giving them the 10. But (laughs) there are other teams that, you know, you you got to watch out for. Utah, Portland, Portland, uh, Denver, you know, Sacramento. These are young teams that are up and coming, you know. Mm -hmm. And Portland, I think Portland is going to take another step. Mm -hmm. I don't know how big of a step it's going to be for them because – Melo, you know, and this is another topic that can be discussed. Carmelo has just been, he's recently been named the player of the week in the Western Conference after people said that he couldn't come back and play. But he is beginning to prove, to show his worth, you know, to show that he should have been in the NBA a long time ago. And and I kind of agree with it. But, But like I said way back when, I said the problem with Melo, and I think he finally came to grips with it, was him accepting the role that he is now, Mm -hmm. that is in the now. And it looks like right now he's accepting that role. It it does look that way, that he's accepting that role. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, he's just been recently been named the Player of the Week in the Western Conference. So we will definitely see. uh, Yeah, we will definitely see. How his progress, his progress is, or his progress goes, the rest of the way throughout the season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the NBA has also, like I mentioned, you know, they decided to re-rank some NBA contenders, and they still have the Clippers <laughs> in first. Yeah. You know, and like I said, they, it, they have a legit argument. And, you know, we never know how all of these things are going to play out. Right. We've got load management stuff. We, go, <laughs> we got, you know, not wishing anything on people, but things happen, injuries, whatever. Um, so you never know how things could will completely play out. You know, I, I just take this information, gather my own thoughts, and right. give it to you from my point of view. Right. You know, you know I, I'm not in the mainstream, so... I kind of give it to you a little different. I try to be straight with no chaser, you know, and I think that's better for the fans that I know listen to me and just tune into the show. So, again, like I said, the Lakers are number two. The Clippers are number one. The Lakers are number two. Milwaukee is three. Now, here is where I have a problem. They've got the Sixers at five and the Houston Rockets at four. That's the problem. I seriously, seriously have a problem with that. You take the whole show to talk about the rest of the show. Because you all right, it doesn't piss me off, but I have serious issues with it. Play defense. 
because the Sixers have shown already that when they focus, when they want to, when they need to, Mm -hmm. they will get down, get dirty, and play some dick. They've shown you that. Hence the last two games. Hence their last two games. But just before that, hence their last two games. Saturday against Indiana, last night against Utah. I saw two games. Came down to the defensive end, and they bucked in, they knuckled down, strapped in, and did what they needed to do. Right. Houston does not play enough defense for me. Houston, all season long, in my opinion, will have suspect supporting cast. (laughs) And... Again, not saying that the Sixers supporting cast is going to blow you out of the water. It's better than theirs. But, again, we go back to their starting five. When healthy, Ben Simmons, Josh Richardson, and B, Al Horford, Tobias Harris. Harris. Shortest man on that roster, on that starting five, (laughs) is Josh Richardson at 6'6". So it's length all over the place. And you, let's just take Houston's starting five. What is they starting five? Uh, James Harden, Clint Capella, Russell Westbrook. He's short. That's four. Probably, uh, I don't know guy. probably PJ Tucker. PJ and I'm not sure who the other one is. He but play no defense. <laughs> do you really think PJ Tucker at the four <laughs> plays defense. is really going to have an easy time or a good night against Al Horford on the defensive end? Nah. Tobias Harris is a little bit more athletic, can do more than P.J. Tucker. But even though they say P.J. Tucker is their defensive stalwart, I don't think he can do it. Um, James Harden against Ben Simmons or Russell Westbrook against Ben Simmons, he's too big. He's too big. Mm -hmm. His length will challenge them on their offensive end because of he being big and being yeah. somewhat strong. Whoever their center is, Clint Capella, does nothing with Joel Embiid. No one can do nothing with Joel Does nothing with Joel Embiid. He abuse you. Okay. If you get on the block, um, start dictating them. Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson. He had threes. That's about it. He, but he plays defense, though. He plays defense. Yeah, People yeah. don't see it a right, lot, right, right. but he plays defense. Right. So, again, he can... Get under the skin of a Russell Westbrook, of a James Harden. Hey, Russell, Russell Make it mad. tough. He, get he gets he gets frustrated very easy. Number one in the league. Yeah, like now the bench there, Austin Rivers. I like Ennis and Mike Scott over him, even though he is a little bit more athletically inclined. Scott, Scott, yeah. um, no, uh, Austin Rivers fusion is a little bit more athletically inclined right. than right. those two, right. but those two guys are gritty, rough guys. They play D. Rough riders. They rebound. They do other things. Yeah, dirty stuff. Kyle O'Quinn doesn't play a lot, but an extremely good passer mm-hmm. from the big man position. Right. Raul Nato <laughs> is showing me some things right now. Mm-hmm. I can't really say what yet, but I'm starting to, to pay a little yeah, bit more attention. attention. Okay, yeah, I'm starting to pay a little bit more right, attention. Right. I know what Trey Burke is. Yeah, is okay, right, yeah. we got. We got our defensive juggernaut, the young kid, Thibel, mm. who can cause problems for people on right. the defensive end. Right. So, I really think that the Sixers should be at three at least again, and they got Milwaukee at three. I thought like we could that? beat. Like I thought we could now? no. I thought we could beat Milwaukee last year. So, what do you think y'all should be? I think we should be at three. 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 
So Lakers should and be I say that the reason I say that is because Good spot. the way I look at it is a lot different than what the mainstream media looks at it. Mm-hmm. I about to say that if I was two LA teams, no, it's just because of, of because of the names. Uh-huh. That's all. Yeah, because of the names. Like they've got bona fide superstars on both of those rosters already. Right. Milwaukee just has the one. Who's you know, three? Sixers got two. Or potential bona fide superstars, at least two. Clippers got two. You know, but it's this media thing yeah. where Overrated. they want to know, they want you to just believe what's, what, they what they say and what they see. But you got to, that's just why I love what I do, what I do here. Because yeah. I give it to you from the average Joe's perspective. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. all this stuff here is all these guys with the analytics, and I'm yeah. just gonna keep it funky with yeah, you, one, keep it a hundred with yeah. you, keep it street, whatever, yeah. and keep it like we want it, and yeah. say we need, we see what's going on. This is what they want. This right. is where they think they can make money, and this is where they think you know, their TV ratings and whatever. Oh, hi. Yeah, yeah. Regardless of that, that's why I say anything can happen. So I think that all these rankings and all that other stuff it's fun right. it makes for good debate it makes for good sports conversation Barbershop. Barbershop. yeah it makes for def- definitely makes for good sports conversation sports talk mm-hmm. which fuels us yeah. so i have no issues with talking about it but i have to give it to you from my point of view right. like i said i take what i hear and what i see and what i read and i put my own twist on it mm-hmm. and give it to you that way right. because i think you'll understand it a little bit better than me just sitting here and telling you like some of the stuff that they say. The Clippers are just are just ten and five and fourth in the West. But you got them number one right. in the championship. Yeah, in the power so why would you start by saying that? Right, true. They're fourth in the West, whatever. So, you know, it, it gets kind of funky and, and it gets Damn, a little Denver, outlandish they had where Denver in there, they? Yeah, Denver was like six yeah, they, After the they Sixers, got, they got young guns, you know, young legs. Yeah, so you know, and to finish it out. This is where uh-huh. I'll just give you all the numbers. They went up to nine. Right. So I'm gonna start from the back yeah, at number right. nine, you and don't. I said you had to include them in there because they are the current champions. I'm to Toronto Raptors, Boston Celtics at number eight, Utah Jazz at seven, seven. Denver Nuggets at six, Sixers at five, Houston four, Milwaukee three, rounding out the top two, the Lakers and. The Clippers. So, (laughs) lastly, I want to close out the NBA, and this will probably end us for the day. It is now 12-22. The Golden State Warriors had a magnificent run. They had a great run. And right now, Mm -hmm. the run is over. They won the lottery pick, ain't they? Uh, they are in. <laughs> the lottery they're in a three-way tie for the worst record in the NBA right sure. now at four Man, and whatever. <laughs> they just lost last night to the Atlanta Hawks, oh, who were in that who was in that tie three-way tie with them. It was wow. the Atlanta Hawks, the Warriors, and the New York Knickerbockers. Oh so that fires. <laughs> when can we come that, back? It you know three months. that run. Is now, you can say over. It is. Even uh, back. When those the Splash Brothers come back, it's not gonna make no difference. It's gonna be a little better. They're gonna play better. Ratings, right? But I think <laughs> I think they're gonna be so far behind. It's over, man. 
that I'm talking the following year. They not yeah. They not. They won't do it this year. I think next year. You gonna get rid of Draymond? Nah. Somebody said they gonna get rid of. Draymond. I think next year, um, with what they're finding that they have on the roster now and their young players, especially Eric Paschal from right. Villanova, mm-hmm. next year will be a better year. Yeah, they stay healthy. You know. Um, I think if Clay and Steph come back healthy, fully healthy from the start of next year, they may make a push for the playoffs again. Yeah. Just because they know just because they know how to do it. Yeah. You know, and, and right now they don't have enough guys that okay. truly know how to do it yeah. on that roster. On a healthy ro- on their healthy roster or their active roster that can get them over the hump right now. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be a definite struggle for them. And, you know, we'll see what happens next year with them and how, you know, or what happens even when Clay and Steph come back. Uh, honestly, mm-hmm. Steph is going to definitely be back before Clay because his injury is not as severe. Yeah. Clay is somewhat a, somewhat a freak of nature. But I think him coming back, I think, will probably end up weighing on where they are as far as seedings, playoffs, if there's a chance or not. And if he does come back, you know, possibly might make a push for the playoffs or whatever. But I don't think that they'll get in. Because like I said, they're 21 games in and they only won four. So it's going to be extremely tough for them to get in. I don't think they'll Especially make it. West. Like I said, I think next year will be a better year for them. Yeah, they make it. You know, it, it, it and you know, it, it's just a shame that it got to this point and the, the bottom just fell out. Yeah. You know, on them, they just been unfortunate with the injuries. Starting off with KD, KD it just been unfortunate with injuries. But you know, at some point, you know, runs have to stop. They will stop. Unfortunately for them, you know, injuries caused their run to stop. Yeah, so it is it is what it is. You know, they've been the talk of the town for the past five years. years. You know, they had a great run. And, you know, it's time to time to start over. You know, let somebody else have their moment and and get back to it. You know, you know, clean the slate, start over again and, and. you know, push forward. I don't out. think it, I don't think their rebuild will be like a lot of other teams rebuild. Reboot. You know, I don't think it's going to be as tough as the others because of the culture and some of the guys, some of the veterans that will probably still be there. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I think that culture is something that a lot of people want to play in. Yeah, and because of the way they carried themselves in that dynasty in their run, mm-hmm. gave people a lot of insight on who they are and their mm-hmm. character of that the character of that franchise. Mm-hmm. So that's an also that also is a plus. So lastly, folks, I have to say this real quick. Uh, I'm going to give you the top four right now, currently in the BCS rankings, uh, one through four. LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and Georgia are the top four teams right now for the BCS uh, Bowl Championship NCAA football. And if you have been under a rock, you didn't know NCAA basketball rankings has been updated. Duke. Since that loss to Stephen F. Austin, we're number one at the time. They fall nine places to number 10. 
Louisville is the new number one. And real quick, I'm going to give you the top 10 in NCAA men's rankings this week. Louisville, Kansas, Maryland, Michigan, Virginia, Ohio State, North Carolina, Kentucky, Gonzaga, and Duke rounds out the top 10. So those are your top 10 NBA, NCAA basketball rankings. It's been a great run, been a great show. 1227, you are a little bit early today. You know where to find us. Find me, Sports Rap D, at Sports Rap underscore D on Instagram and Twitter. Sports Rap Radio Show, the group page on Facebook. Website, sportsrapradio.com. YouTube, Sports Rap TV. Podcast, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, Breaker, Stitcher. Even on iHeartRadio, so iHeartRadio podcast, which is huge for us right now. So if you missed anything today, podcast will go up probably tomorrow. If not, can't get them up later today, they will definitely go up tomorrow. But check us out on iHeartRadio. Give us some support so we can get this thing rolling and get grow our listenership. Again, podcast will be up no later than tomorrow. and You can find us now on iHeart Radio as well as your other podcast outlets. It's been real right. Tuesday afternoon. Going to be a little chilly with the wind today, so yeah. stay warm. Yeah. If you need to be outside, get your tea, get your coffee, whatever you right. do, mm-hmm. and be careful. Be safe. All and second day of the week, be great on purpose. Tune in all week to us. Monday, all week on social media. Mm-hmm. Sunday, I will be at the Camden Monarchs. Croc Center, 4.30 p.m., the next, the, the next home game this Sunday at 4.30 p.m. If you can make it out, come on out. Camden Croc Center, $10 gets you in the building. Come on out see some local talent playing professional basketball in the ABA, representing, representing the city of Camden. If you need to, hit me up on social media. I can give you more information on that. It's your boy, D. It's your boy, Frank. Peace out. See you next week.